you know, watching the numbers come out uh, from publicly traded companies and commentary, retail is really back. And it's, it, you get the sense that it's more than just sort of back to school shopping. Simon Properties said, you know, they're back where they were in their malls uh, pre-pandemic. And you saw, you know, Ralph Lauren just absolutely take off after their their earnings reports out. And um, people are People are ready to go back to work again, evidently. Ward Camp is president of Northwood Retail, and uh, they manage and lease and market places you know, Hillside Village, Prestonwood Place, shops at Park Lane, but they operate really all over the country. Ward Camp's our guest right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Appreciate the time. So so the what we're seeing anecdotally from these individual uh, retailers and 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 in the case of Simon Property and Molo, is this what you're seeing in in your your operations? Yeah, we actually saw it probably a little earlier than you know what you heard today, um, because we are primarily open air mixed use assets, and you know we're you know we're we have a west coast to east coast view. We're but you know we have properties in California, we have a strong presence in Dallas as well as Austin. We have a really dynamic asset there and then we're in you know charlotte raleigh which are two of kind of the it markets as well as south carolina we have a center in kiowa and you know which really never shut down so i think we had an earlier view of how strong retail was um and i think you know what i think the reason you're seeing you know these earnings now is we've gone from you know essential needs basically grocery and essentials liquor etc yeah. To now we're into uh, consumer discretionary spending and we can see through the numbers, you know, through the commentary from whether it's the retailers, you know, that have cleaned up their balance sheets. That's a big part of it. You know, they've gotten a lot stronger, a lot more savvy um, to, you know, the landlords, you know, saying leasing activity, you know, has hasn't been this strong. And I, I would say probably for 15 years. So, oh, wow. Um, well, I what, would agree with with everything that's being said. But there's you know, a lot of space, uh, isn't there? I mean, we didn't we lose a lot of retailers? Uh, we did, we did. Um, but you know, the dynamic markets. I think you know. I think we do have to discern. We still need to clean up a lot of retail square footage. We still have a lot of retail. But I do think the really, really the best assets in the market, um, and the best tenants want to be in the best assets. So. I think that's what you're seeing play through is, you know, really dynamic, you know, best in class tenants in the best assets. And also, you know, the markets we're talking about, Dallas, Austin, the Carolinas, I mean, they're, they are the it markets, you know, Nashville's an it market, which we're also in. So, well, um, which matters. But there's also, I guess, a fundamental difference. I didn't really thought about it in talking with you between open air you know, centers and malls. And I guess right. if people are going to go back shop and they're still worried about COVID, they'd be more likely to hit an open air area rather than a mall first. Correct. You know, so, so to your point, David, we, you know, we never shut down because we have grocery, you know, Park Lane, we have Whole Foods, you know, several centers in the Southeast have grocery. So, you know, we never had, any shutdown. And so we kind of got to see, you know, we may have had other retailers at Park Lane close, you know, based on the shutdown, but, you know, our grocers didn't. So we've kind of seen this from, 
you know, the depths of the shutdown to the reopening. And, you know, it makes total sense what's happening right now as people shift, like I said, you know, to discretionary spending and, and travel. You know, we've we've seen yeah. that. And with travel comes retail shopping. So it, it seemed like there was always the classic model for open air. You'd put, you know, a Piggly Wiggly in the middle and then you'd put a, you know, a drugstore on one end and then a bunch of dry cleaners and tailors and maybe, a you know, walk in restaurant or two in between. That that was sort of the formula. You all seem to be breaking that formula a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the I think, you know, we go market by market. You know, whether we're and we kind of look at the market, say, what's the community miss, missing and what can we, you know, what can we add to this community and whether that's great, you know, restaurants, better retail. And I think a lot of these retailers, if you have the right grocer, you know, whether it's a Whole Foods or, a, you know, a Harris Teeter in the southeast, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people look for you know, grocer is the new anchor or better food is the new anchor. So that's really kind of what has spurred open air, you know, into another level. So you're able to do, you know, look, you look at Preston Wood, you know, we just opened a Warby Parker there. You would have never guessed, you know, they're at Legacy, they're at North Park and they're on Henderson and, you know, they land in Addison. So I just think we we think a little differently and we kind of take a, you know, our motto at Northwood is, you know, we have a vision, a strategy, and then how do we go execute um, the vision? Well, so do you, really... But you go out, you go out and recruit the retailers, I would guess. Do, are they come to you? hundred percent. No, no. We, we recruit them. Um, you know, the good news is, I think the one thing is, you know, we've dealt with a lot of these newer retailers, the, the digitally native retailers that are, you know, it's just a, a term that where the tenant was born online needs physical retail. And, you know, to your point about, you know, more retail, you know, we've lost some retail, but we also have this new wave of retailers that are born online and then need physical stores. And so we're able to kind of mix and match traditional retail. Um, I break it into kind of two or three different things, commodity retail, just more of your everyday retail specialty retail and specialty food and then kind of the DTC players, which we call, you know, direct to consumer retailers. And so that's that I think is a big part, you know, of what our formula is when we go out and look at a community and recruit the retailers. So how is your business different? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, but so how is your different business different post pandemic? I mean, one of the things, for example, we'd heard is that that you might not see the enormous big box stores anymore. They don't need to be as big because of the online component or, or pickup component. Has your business changed? You know, I think it's mixed because some retailers are, you know, what we saw through, you know, COVID and we still see it today, you know, physical retail, David, a lot of people are fulfilling the orders right from the store. And, you know, the buy online pickup at stores, incredibly profitable. You know, Target will tell you it's 90% more profitable for you to buy online and say, go to, you know, the Target at Preston Center or over on Northwest Highway or wherever your closest Target is and pick it up versus ship it. And so I think that, you know, physical stores are kind of filling the need of fulfillment centers. You know, some tenants are, we have a center over in Charlotte, Best Buy is asking, 
can they get 15 more thousand feet to fulfill out of? So it's some are downsizing, but some are using the stores, you know, direct for fulfillment because shipping is so expensive. So that, but that's got to change your, your layout too, because you have to have access for pickup. You're going to give up some of the prime parking spaces, I would guess for, you know, for, for curbside pickup locations. How, how do you, do you change the layout? Yeah. So we, you know, we looked at every, you know, I, I said at the very beginning, a couple of, we had an internal meeting, you know, with our team and from operations to management to marketing. And I said, you know, I think this is permanent, you guys. And there was one or two people in the group that said, let's be careful. And, you know, I took note of that, but I think it is permanent. I think curbside, you know, um, the QR codes that you have at restaurants, that's permanent. But the to your point on parking and giving things up, even at our you know biggest mixed use assets, um, domain in Austin, Park Lane, we've created you know these areas um, that are identifiable, and that you can you know the stores can bring the stuff out um, to your car. Um, we've seen our grocers do it, our Whole Foods at Park Lane. We've got some grocers in the southeast you know, that have committed some of their parking. So yes, it does change a little bit of the physical layout. But I think, again, open air has an advantage, um, particularly over like malls, because you know, like if you're on the second level of a mall, you can't just really run the, the product down. Whereas I think in open air, they can run the product directly out or you can, you know, you can walk in. So you know, it is. No, I was going to say, what, what are the other anchors I always thought about? In in a lot of in a lot of centers, was a was a movie theater, you know, built around the Cinemark or or whatever else. And I don't know what the future of movie theaters is post pandemic. You know, that's a great question because I think even back to twenty eighteen, I have a good friend whose husband's a, a a very very big producer, and even then. In 2018, we were visiting about the amount of capital being, you know, given to the top movie producers, you know, in the country. And so I think there's, you know, everybody's moving to streaming, you know, even TV is now sports are being consumed very differently. And so I think I think there's a pent up demand to go to a theater. I still think a boutique theater higher end. But I'm not sure the content, meaning the overall, the, the you know, movies, I don't know if there's going to be enough movies made over the next five to 10 years, you know, if you can follow me on that. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. we're going to streaming and just, you know, the way people consume content is very different. And that was already, you know, I think post GFC, I think there were 30 or 40% less movies made. So... I just, I think we're going to have an issue of people do want to go to the movie, but the pandemic's definitely changed that. And then just, is there going to be enough product to sustain the overall amount of theaters? So you're, 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 I, it sounds like you're not counting on them being in your centers as, as a draw. Um, I think it's going to be market by market. I think it's going to be very specific, but I think over time, the trend is going away from movie theaters yeah. in my opinion just kind of knowing 
you know, where the money's going. It, it does feel like it's going to streaming in other places. So, Well, once um, again, we find that and those who wrote the obituary for a conventional bricks-and-mortar retailer are wrong. <laughs> right, right. All right, very but, but I will t- Go ahead. You know, I will tell you the one thing, you know, that is encouraging. You know, I know you're, you had a, your guest from Drive Shack um, last week or, you know, in the last 10 days about, you know, their new concept puttery. And I just think, you know, the entertainment space, we're seeing, you know, five, six, seven, eight, you know, different tenants that want to be in Texas that are kind of in that space of entertainment. So I think that's a replacement potentially for the theater. I think people want to go out and do things and be yeah. entertained and have these experiences. It's just going to be very different. So Good, good thought, um, a good idea. That was one of the things she talked yeah. about is that, that it didn't need the square footage that a, you right. know, a top golf type operation needs. Ward, Ward Kemp is the president of uh, Northwood Retail. You You know his work, but now you know his voice. Thank you for the time, sir. Thank you. For more of our conversation with Mr. Camp, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.